Sound of La Liga. The La Liga season's only a few days away, and joining me on the pod for the rest of the season is my man Dan. Dan, how are you doing? All the better now, Virgil. Your voice once again, mate. I tell you, Dan, I have to say, when I rang you there just beforehand, you know, it was. It, 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 man, I love your sultry tones. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back, mate. What's the crack, Dan? Uh, are you going to go back and finish off the, the stadium tour? Hopefully, mate. It'll, it'll be after Christmas now, but. Uh, I missed off eight last season. Obviously, there's the new, the three promoted teams. So, try and get get as many as I can after Christmas and see how I do. Really. Yeah, brilliant. Look, it's great to have you back, Chief. And Daryl. Yes. Hello. Daryl, was you know, I have to be honest. Um, I'm really happy you're on board because <laughs> if if we don't get any listens for being informative, we'll definitely get it for being controversial. And then we'll get banned for all the swearing. But yeah, yeah. Ha- happy to contribute a few offensive opinions. Happy to take them, Chief. Happy to take them. And the new man, probably the most level-headed of the lot of us, is Emma. Emma, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. And thank Emma, you for saying I'm level-headed. Well, I'm only basing on Dan and Daryl. It couldn't be that hard. But, yeah, um, it's a low bar. Emily, are you looking forward to the La Liga season? I am, I can't wait. I am going to Barcelona on Thursday, ready to do the match on Saturday. So I cannot wait. Yeah, it's 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 been um okay, the World Cup was great and all that, but club football for me all day, every day. And I, I, yeah, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. We have we have another lad who'll be on the show regularly, Taj, he's the stats, the facts, and the financial side of La Liga. He'll be on on a regular basis, but he couldn't make it this evening because he's going out for dinner with his parents. So, hello, Taj. But look, let's get this rolling. Look, Dan, you're obviously looking forward to the start of the season. Uh, look, who, in your opinion, has done the best bit of business so far leading into the new season? In terms of uh, arrivals, I think Real Betis have, have had a brilliant summer. I think getting in the way before the World Cup was that was an absolute masterstroke because his value, his worldwide fame just skyrocketed with how well he played for Japan. So getting him in for free, I believe, so early, fantastic bit of business. Getting in William Carvalho as well. Getting in the I forgot his name now, Robert Joel Robles from Everton after Adam leaving for Atletico. Really good replacement, I believe. So they needed new players. We've got the Europa League this season. They needed to add a bit more quality and a bit more strength in depth. And I think they are the best. The, 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 sorry, they've had the best summer for it. There's been some other teams who was also recruited well, but I think Betis. And that's not just because I fell in love with Seville, the city, and loved my time down there, and especially my trip to to watch Betis. But I just think that they've trumped everyone this season. Well, this close season, sorry. And what about yourself, Terrell? Uh, I'm I'm going to be 
unoriginal. I'm going to go for Atletico Madrid. I think that their summer has been absolutely fantastic. I mean, adding a player of the quality of Lamar and not losing Griezmann, and then you factor in other players they picked up like Rodri, Kalnic. They, I mean, moving out um, for Schalke, but bringing in Arias, that is a fantastic window. And just Gelson Martins as well. Cross, they just nicked him in as well, haven't they? So, yeah, uh, to me, they're the... They've had the outstanding window in Europe, not just La Liga. And they've secured Goldie, Goldie and Seta signing a new contract. Well, yeah, I mean, keeping probably the best centre-back in the world as, well, the best pure centre-half in yeah. the world. Yeah, You have to say that's another big keep as well. But that, I, I don't think that was ever a risk. It was just laughable that Man United even tried to get him. They were never going to actually pull that off. I suppose if they could actually... Look, it's looking more likely that all Black is not going to go anywhere, but if All Black does commit, I mean, they're, they're a formidable force for next season, aren't they? Oh, definitely. Uh, they are the big threat to La Liga for Barcelona for next season. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be nip and tuck between the pair of them the whole season. And what about you, Em? Uh, I quite like the business that Villarreal have done. Uh, ah, I know, of course, of course. Santi. Bay, uh, yeah, Santi, Dayun, uh, Moreno. I think they've done really good business this time. And obviously, Betis because of Inui, but um, that's not very original. No, but you'd have, you'd, you, like, I suppose there's just a better scene, better are probably the most progressive of all the clubs in La Liga. Would it be feasible to think that they could possibly break the top four? Now, I know they're in the Europa League and depending on how well they do on that, but do they have the squads to attempt to break into the top four? I think they'll be close, um, but it's a, it's a big ask if they go deep into that competition. Um, but I think I, I think they'll finish top six. I'll put but my money on that. On top six, yeah. What yeah. about you, Dad? Do you reckon, um, do you reckon Betis, like, again, you have to look at the, the fact that they're in the Europa League. You know they're going to um, prioritise that. But you also know that they have the squad to compete in the league. If, for argument's sake... They went out of the Europa League fairly early on. Do you, do you think they can mount a challenge for the top four? Yes, certainly, mate. One of the reasons is because Valencia, Villarreal and Sevilla are all in European competition as well. So if base were to go out, like you say, the other three stay in, well, they've got the advantage for the league. Uh, we saw it last season with Valencia, how much an advantage it were that they weren't playing midweek and they ended up getting fourth place. So... I don't want base to go out with the Europa League, but it wouldn't be be, end, be all and end all if we did, because it would give them the upper hand in chasing back top four. And I think it's going to be the closest it's ever been in terms of the the four teams I've just mentioned fighting for that fourth place. It's going to be interesting, mate. I think it's uh, I think it'll be a tight battle, and I can't call the order in those four. What about you, Daryl? Are you are you on the the betters bandwagon? Well, I enjoy watching them. I'm. The thing is that I don't think they'll wind up really being in the top four mix by the end. I def, Like Emma, I think they'll definitely be top six. 
But I think that actually they will go deep into the Europa League and I think that will cost them a serious run at the top four. I think they're actually good enough to win the Europa League. Yeah. And as far as the league, I think they've got that kind of style of play where they're going to sucker punch a lot of other European teams, similar to how Athletic were a few years ago when they absolutely railed Man United in the backside. I think they'll do similar um, with their style of play. And in the end, I think that will cost them in La Liga. I think they'll drop there. I think they'll probably finish fifth or well, tell you, we'll actually we've load of questions that are coming in, which is great because it means they don't have to make up stuff. So just ask people what we've been asked. Neil Parsons asks, I'm going to stick with you, Daryl. He says, Will Atleti win the league? But I'll put it here, can Atleti win the league? Oh, they can definitely win the league. Their squad is fantastic. Um, I don't think they will because. Barcelona's squad still features a certain Argentinian leprechaun who is just head and shoulders above everyone else. And they've added some quality as well. Um, yesterday's match didn't show quite so much of it, but they they were still able to win it. And I think that's very telling. It's pretty much like their first serious game. Um, Atletico Madrid can definitely win it, but I think that they will wind up coming in second. But it's going to be a real battle. I think that's that's this will be the tightest race we've had in years, I would say. And the, looking at La Liga on the whole and what we what came through in the whole transfer window discussion that we had a second ago was the number of teams that have added real quality threats to their side. Inui, Batshuayi, um, Lamar. Every team now seems to be adding in someone who has that bit of X factor, that bit of real quality. And it's becoming maybe heading back in the direction of like the 90s and the early 2000s when it felt like every team was deadly. You worried about if you even as a Barcelona or Real Madrid fan, there were like 10 teams in the league. You thought, oh, I don't want to face that guy. Absolutely. And what about you, Emma? Do you think Atletia... Could possibly pit Barcelona. Look, I'm probably being a bit presumptuous there. Assume Barcelona are going to win. But you have to be fair. Barcelona are the reigning champions. They're looking good. They have a fantastic squad themselves. But do you think Atleti can pip them this season? Uh, yeah, I I don't see why not. I think that it can. it will probably come down to the two matches we play against each other. You reckon this, this is this a new classical? Is this the new classical of modern times in the league? For this season, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I think it will come down to those two games because I think, like uh, Daryl said, the other teams around are have really strengthened, so we're likely to lose as many points to them as a, as Atleti are. But I think it will come down to those two games. I think it'll be between. Barcelona and Atleti, I don't think Real Madrid will be close enough. Enough. No. Um, but I like what Atleti have done this season. I I like the way they play. They're very much a true reflection of their manager, which I really love. But uh, no, I think Barcelona will will win the league, but I think I think they will run us a lot closer than we were pushed last season. Dan, do you think this is Simeone's last push? 
I don't necessarily think it's his last push, but I think it's his best push in terms of going into a season. I think this is the closest the squad's been to both Real Madrid and Barcelona's squad. And look, if if we don't win, if we finish second, if we finish third, or even if we finish fourth, how the gap's now closed between the strength in, not just in starting 11, but in depth from the two giants, Barca and Real, is, I think it's got to be just wanting to keep pushing. Surely you can't leave this squad. And they're quite young. Look at some of the players what Daryl mentioned that signed. Rodri from Villarreal, fantastic young talent. Thomas Lamar, <laughs> I think is about the same age as Rodri. You, you've got you've got a team there what's set up for the next X amount of years where you just have to add one or two more once people start to age. Or Black is about 25, 26, I think. Talks about him signing the contract. Surely this is Atleti's best chance in many years and why would anybody want to leave that now the problem is Real Madrid and Barcelona we know the spending power and the pulling power of those two clubs so it's going to be an interesting title challenge between three teams and I think it'll continue for the next couple of seasons I really do Messi's I can't say Messi's I can't talk enough about him uh, but he's, he's getting older Ronaldo's left Real Madrid Iniesta's left Barcelona Atleti are in a great position to challenge for the Champions League and La Liga this season. And surely Simeone can't leave that now. No way can leave that. Well, Dan, Neil also asks, will Real Madrid struggle without Cristiano Ronaldo? And where do you think they'll finish? He reckons taught. Yeah, I think it'll be third again. Uh, the struggle with him last season in the league, you know, it I know they've won the Champions League and that covers over a lot of cracks, but the bread and butter is the league and they really struggled last season. Some of the performances were just so below par, and especially when Ronaldo were misfiring before Christmas. They look, look close and attack at times because they're so used to him scoring. Now he's left. Somebody's going to get them goals for him. I'm, I'm sorry, I, they're not going to score the same amount of goals as they did whilst Ronaldo were there. No way. I, I can't see it. But they also need to show up at the back. So, third, first for Madrid, but wouldn't surprise me if we get quite far in the Champions League, as per usual. Daryl, last question from Neil to you. How many goals will Guido Carrillo score at Leganet? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't even want to think about that. I hope he scores a fucking ton because we need to get some of that huge sum of money that was wasted on the useless prick back. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many he's going to score. I just hope it's a lot so someone will very stupidly give us some of our money back on him because he was fucking worthless. Fair enough. <laughs> Owen Thompson asks, we have a post the Real Madrid. Who will be Real Madrid's leading scorer in the Liga this season? Who do you think? Uh, Gareth Bale, if he can stay fit. Yeah, isn't it? it's time for him now to, to step up and take the crown, so to speak, isn't it? It, it? It's his time now to really stamp his authority on that team because like, he's a world-class footballer. Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, and I think I think he's played well in pre-season from what I've heard, which isn't much, quite frankly, but I think he's played well in pre-season. Uh, but if he can stay fit, and he will take on that Cristiano role and I think they will he'll make them play more of as a team as well I think but I think he will definitely well Owen also sent 
as in a not so much a question, but he was letting us know that his particular favourite games to watch would be Sevilla Betis. I think we'd all agree with that. Valencia Madrid, we could agree with that. Barcelona Atleti, we could agree with that. But these two games, I think these are brilliant. I hope he's are listening, right? He also likes to see Rayo versus Leganes, and he loves to see Veacano versus Alaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's what he said. <laughs> I know he did, but come on, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a top man. Shawnee uh, asks, uh, Daryl, are Girona... Um, I do think they're going to have that um, that classic um, difficult second album scenario, if you know what I mean. I think the they're going to really... The realisation is as, as where they are now. Yeah, I think that... And with other teams strengthening around them, it could very easily be that they could wind up with a tough run of results that cost them. I haven't actually looked at their whole fixture list to see how likely that is, but it's, it's precarious there. I don't think they'd wind up in any real danger, but I think, I don't think they'll get near where they were last season. I think that there's going to be kind of an empire strikes back scenario going on in La Liga this season and clubs like Betis, they're going to assert themselves a lot more. And Girona. Uh... Well, I'd be honest and say, with the state of Espanol and the way they've gone about their business in the summer and the way they played last season, as long as Girona can be a step above that, you know, they'll be safe for another season. Espanol, they're clueless in what they're what they're doing, especially in the summer. They just look lost. I mean, you think back two or three seasons ago, the, the new owners who I think are Chinese. They were talking about Champions League football. <laughs> it's not going to happen, Chief. Not going to happen. Taj asks, and this is good, uh, which team do you expect to be the revelation of the season? And which team is your expected flop? Dan? Uh, continuing the Espanol yeah. team, I've, they've got to be the flops. Uh, they were quite poor last season. To lose your, your main man who... I remember the stat coming out last season about uh, Moreno got the most... 50%. Yeah, most points per goal earned for a team in, in the whole league. And I just think that they're, they're going to really struggle bottom four, bottom five, potentially. Uh, in terms of... What was the first part, sorry? In terms of, like, surprise? Yeah. I'm not quite sure because a few of the teams which are put in the surprise bracket no longer in it for me no more you know I, I didn't expect Betis to do so well last season I didn't expect the uh, Real to do so well last season I know these are two really big teams and good teams but I'm just looking at the table now and can you Getafe last season they did exceptionally well to finish ah, eighth nah, nah, look they're going to stop you there that's, that's go you. on mate that's my team they're going to be no, my revel- can't revelation can't but, but I'll tell- I'll- that's what I'm saying, Gav. After finishing eighth, after getting promoted and finishing a few points off severe, can there be a revelation in the this season? Yeah, I'll tell you why. They had to sign in Whammy Matter from Valladolid last season. He scored 36 goals in the Segunda. This lad is lethal. Lethal. He's just a striker. He does nothing else. He just scores goals. And Hitafe got 
uh, purchased him from Valladolid last season, who actually ended up being promoted themselves. So he's 29. He's like he's no spring chicken, but he's a real. He's just an out and out, an out and out striker. And with the likes of himself and Angel up front for Hatafe, I mean, we know, look, Dan, we, we're talking about Hatafe the last couple of seasons. We fucking despise them at some stage. <laughs> yeah. Rotten watching them. But last season, the ground was full. Uh, the Coliseum, they were filling it up. There seems to be a bit of bounce in it. Yeah, Hatafe for me, gone. Um. Well, I mean, you kind of come across this, the same sort of scenario, really, that you mentioned a second ago. There's what is a surprise in, like, the greater footballing world, and then there's what would be a surprise to La Liga fans, because what would absolutely dazzle people watching from the outside doesn't really shock us. Like, if we name teams like Betis and Tatafe, that wouldn't really shock us if they did well. Um, but it would be like, it would be if you're looking on football Twitter, like, wow, Betis are doing really well. This is like, no shit, seriously, if you've not seen them at any point in the last 18 months. Um, I guess in that regard, I guess if I was going to pick like the one that will shock the outside world, it'll be Betis. The one that might kind of shock the La Liga fans, I'd say probably Hatafe. I'd have to go with you guys on that one too. Although I did like how you were describing Mata. It sounded like you were saying he's little, like he's a he's a little fella. Oh, this fella's not he's, little. This fella's big. This no, that's this the thing. I'm talking about your accent, Gav. Oh, sorry, Chief. He's lethal. He's lethal. Ah, <laughs> look, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Racism is rife. What about you, Emma? Do you think... Is, uh, Obviously, the season hasn't started. We haven't a clue what's going to happen. But who do you expect, in your, in your opinion, uh, to flop? And who do you expect to be a surprise? Uh, I think Ibar will struggle. But I don't know how much of a surprise that would be to see them struggling, given the talent that they've lost. But would you not agree it's a surprise to see them in the league every season, regardless? They can't lose, can they? It, and and Girona will struggle as well because they don't have the surprise factor anymore and they don't have matching. No. Um, but yeah, I, as a as a genuine surprise, I, I don't. Um, it's it's hard to look past Hitafe. Um But because I don't know what would be a genuine surprise like Sociedad, um, Celta. I guess they would be genuine surprises <laughs> to the outside world and probably to a lot of La Liga fans. But I don't know if... I don't think they've done tremendously good business uh, in the transfer market. But it's not over yet, of course. But, um, no, I think I think Hitafe will probably do pretty well and be solidly Europa League. Bold statement. Well, go hard or go home. Exactly. Well, Kyle Forbes asks, we basically much asked the same question, which team is going to be the biggest disappointment of the season? I think we'd all agree it's going to be Espanyol. Yeah, it's going to be Espanyol. 100%. Cash <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Dornheim asks, um, I'm going to hit Daryl with this. Semedo or Roberto, who is Barcelona's first choice right back? Oh, um, 
It's going to be really nip and tuck. My personal opinion is that it should be Semedo. I think mm-hmm. that the days of Roberto back there, he should only ever have been a fill-in once we signed a proper right-back. And Semedo is that proper right-back. But you never know with Valverde. He is very conservative. And I do wonder sometimes whether he will revert back to go with Roberto there. But I do feel it should 100% be Semedo. I think he's different class. And he showed that a lot last night. For me, he was probably our man of the match last night, I felt. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you on that. Definitely, Semedo. Um, I just think with the fact that Roberto, I don't know if it holds any type of sway in the manager's mind when I'm being given the fourth choice captain. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous, fourth choice captain. But you don't know whether Semedo will be in Valverde's good books for the rest of the season, but we don't know. But I'd agree with you, Daryl, definitely, Semedo. I think one of the factors there is um, this whole, are they going to sign another midfielder thing? Another one? yeah, well, they they keep getting linked with them. They keep getting linked with Pogba and various others. I don't think it's particularly likely they go for someone that big, but they keep being linked with other midfielders. And I think it's absolutely insane when, for me, Roberto should be classed as one of our rotational central midfielders. So if another one comes in, then it will become the case that Roberto will really struggle for minutes in midfield. And I think then he will be more likely to become the right back. back. Yeah, as being one of the quote-unquote senior players, I think it would be a terrible move. I absolutely, I'm outraged by this thing that people keep peddling that we absolutely have to sign another midfielder. Don't even get me started on fucking Thiago. (laughs) Uh, Thiago, you have to go back to him. Uh, Monty asks, which newly promoted team do you think are best equipped for the season? That being Rayo Vallecano, Valladolid and Huesca. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Well, I'll be totally honest, Gav. I say it every year, but I need to watch more of the Segunda and I don't end up watching more of the Segunda and hopefully this this season will be a different change. Now, looking at the, the teams and the players that I know of or some of the players I've seen, I'm struggling to see if there's going to be much between all three, with Vallecano, I honestly don't know, Gav, because last year we had three poor teams who got relegated. Yeah, so I'm just going to go around the roundabout a little bit and go off off track. But we had three poor teams who we looked at after a couple of weeks. Yeah, they're probably going to be relegated. And I don't think we've got teams like that this season so I think that all three can struggle now I'm not saying that they are but because there's not the Mali I mean Mali were absolutely atrocious last season I ended up watching them I think it was three times live and my god they were terrible and I can't see a team being like that this season back tech super relegation spots straight away so (laughs) you know what I'm like mate you know what I'm like I'm what I'll say is I'll go for Rayo Vallecano just because they finish top and generally speaking the team that finishes top of the league are stronger than that that's all I'm going for but I think it'll be very close between all three I honestly do here's a little fact for you go on mate when, when Huesca play Eibar 
Oh my god, attendance right. is, is it. And when Abar play Hueske, between the two games, the maximum, the absolute maximum between them is 14,000 spectators between the two games. That's fantastic, that. That's, ins- <laughs> that is... that's insane. What I love, though, mate, is when your superstars go to these stadiums. I just think it, you know, when you're watching it on the telly and you're seeing Messi, and obviously Ronaldo's gone now, you've got in these tiny stadiums and it just just makes you think football's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's incredible, isn't it? And for, going back to the three teams, uh, sorry to ramble on a little bit, but they've got a lot, they can take a lot of motivation from the promoter teams last season. All three stayed up. We yeah. talk, I mentioned about what Girona finishing in the top half in the first season. That's brilliant for a West to see. You had Getafe finishing a few points behind Sevilla who got the finals uh, Europa League spot. So, is it gone the days that is a promoted team you just expected to go down? I don't know, but that's a lot of motivation for all the fans and the players and managers involved in those three teams. Emmett, Jeremy Beron asks, who's going to be the odd man out of Valencia's forward quintet? Now that we... Batashui. Am I saying that right? Batashui. 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 Who do you reckon? Do you think Zaza will fall foul to that, do you? Yeah, because I think they're, I think they're looking to transfer him. Do they own him? I think so. As far as I know. Um, but I'm sure I read that they were looking to sell him to a Chinese. So you'd reckon it'd be Zaza, wouldn't it? I reckon it'll be Zaza. And I think that he'll be quite hard done by because he did pretty well for them for the most. Um, and the Valencia fans that I know really rate him. You, well, you're a Valencia fan. I'm not a Valencia fan. <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you. It's the only jersey I've ever seen you. She owns one shirt. Does not make me a fan. Um, oh, but no, I think I think it will be Zaza who... Um, I think... Because I think he'll leave more than anything else. But I'll tell you, Tyler Dunn, our friend, asks a question. With Valencia's acquisition of, I can't say this bloody thing, Batshuayi. Batshuayi. Right, whatever. How much harder will it be on the Sevilla, Villarreal and Real Betis to crack top four? I mean, he's not going to make that much of a difference to Valencia, especially with the likes of um, Villarreal and Real Betis. There's no way Batshuayi is that much of a... An acquisition, is he? No, um, I mean, I, I don't, I can't see him making the difference that to to take them above Betis. Um, like he says, he says here, Tyler Alt states here, he says, you know, based on uh, your man's that fella's name, that Batchway, Batchway, <laughs> when he played with uh, Dortmund, he scored nine and fourteen. Tyler seems to think he may score 20 plus in the league. Yeah, that's never going to happen. No, it's not, is it? No, no, definitely not. Well, there you go, Tyler. Um, I'll stick with you, Emma. Uh, These bloody names. Uh, Shrijan asks which team will finish fourth in the league this season and why. And he's basically answering it for you. Betis or Valencia. Uh, neither Sevilla. <laughs> really? You think Sevilla will do it? 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do you know what? Last night, I thought they played quite well. Uh, did, they, did they play well or did Barcelona play poorly? I think it was a mix of both. Both, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they played really well. Um, but no, I think I think it will be Sevilla and then I think Valencia and then Betis. Sure. Um, Daryl, here's a good question. Um, you're going to need your thinking cap on for this. Uh, Jafar asks, what do you think of the trend of smaller clubs doing so well and overperforming in La Liga? What does it say about them, the league, and the future of the league? Um, I think what it mostly tells us exactly what is something that we've always known, which is that there is this sort of cutoff point where you've got these few giants up the top and then everything else is conceivably up for grabs. Sure, there are some very, very big, relatively strong teams in there, like Sevilla, like Valencia, but they're not untouchable like the top three have traditionally been like in recent years with regard to Atletico. Um, so it's very narrow down there, and we could be reaching not quite as extreme as they have in the Premiership right now, where it's literally like the top six and then everyone else is in a relegation fight. But it's not far away from that, I feel. Um, so any t- it's we've reached a stage in which any team can really conceivably have a great season or, with the exception of a few, absolutely tank. I mean, Sevilla were doing terribly at one stage last season. It's, it's open... It's such an open competition now, except for the very top of it. Oh, and by the way, my pick for fourth place is Real Madrid. Really? Yeah. Who's toward? I'll go Valencia. Really? Fucking yeah. hell. What do you think, Dan? Who's toward? <sighs> Madrid, Real Madrid. But. I can see when you look at the changes with Zidane leaving as well, the pressure on Lopetegui after what happened at the World Cup. I can see why Daryl's thinking that Madrid are going to drop to fourth because there's a lot of pressure on them. And it depends what the media, how they spin it in Spain. But there is a hell of a lot of pressure, especially after finishing so far behind Barca last season. It's it, a team as good and as wealthy as Real Madrid can't finish with 17 points behind behind Barcelona in the league. 17 points. Let me just jump in quickly with one thing. Oh, who, is their, on, has, who has their big, really big signing been? Their biggest signing, really, in terms of name, in terms of class, has been Courtois in a position in which they didn't need to fucking sign anybody. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'd actually, do you know what I'd actually say? The biggest thing that Real Madrid have done in order to progress is let Ronaldo go. Because well, yeah, they have. I know, no, no, I know what you're saying, but with Ronaldo not there, like we don't know what Real Madrid are going to be like without Ronaldo, especially in La Liga, and they have one extraordinary squad of absolute demigod-like players sitting on the bench. I mean, this, there was another question that actually came in there. Like, Ronaldo's not there. Like, how do you see Real Madrid progressing this season without Ronaldo? Will they struggle? Will they struggle for goals? 
Like, can you really see Real Madrid struggling for goals when you have the likes of Vasquez, Asensio, Benzema? I know a lot of people give Benzema a stick, but Benzema always played second fiddle to Ronaldo. He's always Ronaldo's provider. Benzema, on his own, when he needs to be, is clinical. I don't know, yeah. mate. Go on. No, I don't know, Chief. I think, I, I think Real Madrid might surprise a few people this season. I don't think losing Ronaldo is a bad thing. I think it's actually a good thing for Real Madrid, especially when you have a new manager coming in like Lopetegui. You know, he doesn't have to deal with that ego, um, egotistical side of Ronaldo. He's got Gareth Bale, who is absolutely world-class. And you can, you know just by, when you hear Gareth Bale speak, and you know he's not up his own arse. He just wants to do well. And maybe, you know what, Lopetegui could be the push Gareth Bale needs to be at the very, very top. Well, what I'd say is, well, I mean, for years, I actually said that I felt that Real Madrid would be a stronger team if they did move Ronaldo on. And people will point to Champions League and say, aha, well, they won such a, yeah, 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 yeah. Aside from one league title, they haven't had a consistent season in years. So don't point mm. to, don't point out a really good cup team and tell me that that's a top team. Um, so, I feel that getting rid of now, I do see where you're coming from there. And in principle, I've always agreed with that, except I'd always assumed that when they get rid of him, they would sign someone to take on some of the burden. And I'm not so sure they have. I mean, they brought in um, Vinicius, I believe. Yeah, um, Brazilian. I, yeah. And I don't know that much about him, aside from the fact that he's very, very young. And this is like the first opportunity they had to bring him in, according to the transfer rules. Um, so... That could, you know, if he turns out to be what they hope he is, then maybe he could take on some of that burden. Otherwise, the main goal-scoring focus will probably be Gareth Bale, and you've got to worry about his injury. So if he can have a clear injury-free season, then I think they can have a successful season. But Jesus Christ, a clear injury-free season for Gareth Bale, that's like monsoon season in the desert. Um, I'm just... I'm not convinced by it. I feel that they need to make a signing before the window closes. Not necessarily like a big-name star. I feel like just someone who can add an additional goal threat, even somebody like, say, Martial from Man United, just adding that a similar kind of goal threat, the wide forward uh, goal threat, would ease the transition while also giving them the benefit of having that ego out of the way. I think it's very telling that since Ronaldo's left, all the rhetoric about Ronaldo's the best in the world has absolutely died at Real Madrid. It's like, it's, it's, it's like completely unspoken now. Like it, there's a real sense. It's almost like, um, like a cult in which the leaders died. So they say, oh shit, now we can think for ourselves. Well, let me ask you something, Darren, and be honest. I'll ask, I'll ask you all the same question. Um, are you going to miss Ronaldo? Um, well, I'll be able to watch Serie A as well, so not so much. No, no, I feel like, I think this will be a transitional season for Real Madrid. I think they will be a lot more interesting from this point forward. I think that they were in danger of becoming the club equivalent of Portugal, where everyone was being diminished by this cult-like idolatry surrounding one particularly overhyped and emotionally touchy player. Um, it, like I say, I think it's probably going to be their transition season. 
but I, I'm going to enjoy watching where they go with it. I think that they will be a greater threat in the coming years because they've made this change now. So no, Emma, no, you're not going to. Emma, what about you? Are you going to miss one? Um, it's a difficult one. I mean, yeah, I'm going to miss seeing his face when Messi scores ah, a winner see. in El Clasico. <laughs> Well, I need to get on boys people on this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no, but see, but seriously, you have to appreciate what he's done for the game of football, the modern game of football. You have to appreciate what he's done for La Liga, and you have to appreciate what he's done for what's arguably been the greatest rivalry in Spartan history, possibly. Uh, I appreciate his talent. Um. I find it really hard to be nice about him. <laughs> uh, it's like being nice about Neymar. It's not a thing I can do. Um, oh, none of us can do that. <laughs> I appreciate his talent, uh, but it, Real Madrid uh, letting him go will be really beneficial for them. And I will be able to tolerate them a bit more. Right, so that's just a nice way of saying no. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm just going to miss his face <laughs> when he's losing. That's all. Can I just ask something in there? I direct yeah. to our interrogator here, our interrogator-in-chief. Mm-hmm. What do you think has actually brought to La Liga? Um, you know what, Daryl? Between the two of them, between Messi and Ronaldo, they've, they've brought exposure to the league now when the two boys the vast majority of their fans idolise them in the same way a 10 year old girl idolises One Direction let's be honest about it they've no loyalty to the clubs but what it has done it has actually given the league exposure to the point where today and I will stand over this today when you hear people on Twitter social media people are angry that the league is not getting the exposure it deserves because when you had Messi and Ronaldo playing, you had people watching Messi and Ronaldo, but watching them over a 10 year period, they also, you know, they watched who they played against. They seen the other teams in the league. And it wasn't, you know, the, the myth that it, it was a farmer's league, that Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona walked the league. It, it gave exposure that for me, that's what I think, especially with a, uh, the likes of Ronaldo. Not so much Messi, uh, but Ronaldo. It, it, it gives you an appreciation as to the league itself. Again, don't get me wrong, I find most um, Messi and Ronaldo fans absolute twats. Fucking can't stand any of them. But I do appreciate what Ronaldo's done. And I, I will put my hand up and say he's been arguably one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. But then I would, I would counter that by saying... That in essence, what you're saying is that they've brought that it's brought in half of the most cancerous element of football fandom. Yeah, but, but you know, but I, I can stop you there and say, well, you have to think about Darren, uh, Darren. Most of the fucking uh, EPL fans, they're just as bad. Yeah, but let me let me sorry, let me gather my thought there because you just sort of jumped on top of it. Um, sorry, I've lost it. Uh, yeah. Darren lost for words. Oh. Um, and can I say that 
what you're saying here, it sounds like you think that he's been a good marketing man. No, look, he's not. Look, he has been a good marketing man, but that's I'm not his football ability supersedes that for me. He's he's been an extraordinary footballer. And I don't that, that element I don't, that he's brought in with Messi of fact. I mean, I you've seen the state of Real Madrid Twitter and ah, Barcelona look, Twitter. It's a cesspool because of Ronaldo I, and because of Messi. I know, but you may not have had the Messi TV Ronaldo um, cesspit, if you want to call it, if Ronaldo hadn't come to the league. I'm not talking. It has been. It is a cesspit. It's a shit. It's a shithole. But it did give exposure. People copped on eventually. I'm not saying but, they all copped on, but some of them copped on. Okay, so Emma has just triggered me back into my thought process. So you're saying that it brought people to see these other teams, but I don't think yeah. they saw. I don't. Th- I think you're completely misguided there. I think. No, that no, I'm not saying no, all of no, that. I'm finish. not saying all of that. Let me finish. I don't think that they, I think that the vast majority of the Ronaldo and Messi fans that we're talking about, but in this instance, the Ronaldo fans, they don't even see the opposition. They, they barely even see the teammates. They don't see the opposition at all. And I don't think it helped them recognize the league. I think that they would, it was, it was like they, their view of the no, teams Darryl, Darryl, play Darryl, Darryl. was like the, the shills. No, 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 no. no whatever the fuck they were called, the, shut up. No, you should have. <laughs> Forced that were being put in front of the Highland Globetrotters. That is the way they view them, and I don't think it's been that positive. I think that I think that it has brought money in, but I don't think it's brought re- true recognition within football fandom. I, okay, but I never said it was. The, I 100 percent. Don't don't be don't be agreeing with him, Emma. Just but he's right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not saying it's the definitive essence of what they've done. All I'm saying is, you have to remember, Ronaldo's been in there for 10 years. You're going to have an awful lot of uh, kids at the time who are 14, 15, 16. Man United fans, when they left, had followed them. These are, these people are now in their 20s, late 20s. You know, there's an appreciation for it. It's created a growth for the league that TV companies have jumped on board that gives it exposure. I couldn't give a shit about Ronaldo fans. I couldn't give a shit about Messi's fans. I care about the league. I want the league to get as much exposure as possible. That's what I meant. For me, Ronaldo and Messi, an extraordinary sporting rivalry, but at the same time, it created this absolute mammoth of a league that's it's gone from strength to strength. It didn't go from strength to strength on fucking uh, Atletico Madrid's 1-0 performances. It's always been the draw from Ronaldo and Messi. For but me. Those 20-year-olds those now, those 25-year-olds, I've seen them giving up their Real Madrid shirts to trade them in for Juventus shirts. They yeah, don't and give you'll, a fuck about the Yeah, league. I know. And you'll see Serie A get a boost. That's the way it works. But as I said, I just appreciate what Ronaldo's done. But you, goes, you, you, you don't have to get too deep about it. I mean, we, the league hasn't even started and he's attacking me. No, it's because the, you're it, wrong. What, I'm not, I'm not, how, how am I wrong? You're not talking about it. You're not talking about like football benefit. This is the thing. You were you were counting it as football benefit, but actually everything you've described and outlined is pure marketing. It's, no, it, and at the but at the flip side with Daryl is as a footballer, I still think he's one of the greatest footballers that I've seen in the last twenty five years. I would go. I, mean, I would say fantastic. Possibly 
the best outright goal poacher, that best sort of yard goal scorer I've ever seen. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I'll concede that. But I think that the trade-off for that is that Real Madrid became a cult in a way that they've never been before. Yeah, and same with us. In a deeply mediocre... Like, that's completely unfair. But a player who should not really be stood up alongside their greatest legends is now treated as though he's a stratosphere above them. And yeah, you can talk about Messi being completely overshadowing Barcelona. Yes, you can. But when you look at Barcelona's history... I think there's more grounds for someone like Messi to overshadow Barcelona. And you have, that, to be sub- you have to be subjective as well about that as well, Darren. You can have... You, you mean... You can have three, we can have... Uh, sorry, yeah, objective. We can have three uh, Real Madrid fans here saying the complete opposite. Yeah, they could. But does that mean that we have to, absolute, to, to act as though Raul's achievements in the 90s and early 2000s count for jack shit just because Ronaldo racked up huge numbers of goals while having an absolutely pathetic league return. No. Jesus. Way too deep here, lads. Describing is too deep. You're describing a marketing benefit, and that's absolutely fine. If you want to couch it as a marketing benefit, that's fine. He's definitely brought No, in, no, no, but don't, don't, don't say that. It hasn't brought true exposure to the league as a footballing entity. It, I, I never said it gave true exposure. I said it gave more exposure. But it's the wrong exposure. Yeah, it's it's literally just injected pure. But see, what's the but see, but see, what's the right exposure, Darren? If you take any league in the world, if you take the Premier League, Serie A, it's all it's all marketed propaganda in a very poor way. I mean, you just have to listen to the Premier League on Saturday night. She was only talking to Dan the other day. Dan, what's the famous line? And it's live. No, chief, it's lies. <laughs> Every uh, league, I, I, I'm only, uh, Jesus, I, I, I only brought it up to say, you know what, he did give, both Messi and Ronaldo did give the league exposure. I'm not saying it's the right type of exposure, but it's exposure nonetheless, to the point where it's grown. That's all. It's never, no league is ever going to grow on the absolute purest uh, imagination of football. That's never going to happen. If that's the case, you want to be watching League One, League Two, and uh, the Conference or Segunda. I'm not right, but I don't think I'm wrong. I'm not saying I'm right, but I don't think I'm wrong. And stop attacking me. Otherwise, I'll just mute you all and just talk to Dan. Just don't ask me that question, Gav. We'll we'll, we'll wrap oh, it up. Don't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, where are we? Uh, <laughs> Composure. Composure. Daryl. Uh, another question for you. Okay. What uh, is it? Hijo de puta. Hijo de puta. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Leganez's um, golden cucumber trophy? <laughs> I didn't pay any attention to it, same as the rest of the world. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Golden cucumber trophy. What is it? Some Is it some sort of elaborate sex toy? I don't care. <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Look, um, so, let me look this up and let me see if it is a conceivably elaborate sex story. Emma, what do you, what do you think is. of it? It is. <laughs> and did I you, think there did you, are, did you notice? Did you notice? Did, humor. 
did two trophies, Emmett. Did a golden one and a silver one. And if you notice, the golden one was slightly longer than the silver one. Do you know what? I didn't notice that. But <laughs> after this is done, I'm going to go and check it out. Oh, God. Can I look? And that looks suspiciously like one of Emma's DMs. <laughs> I'll send you the screenshot. <laughs> Well, look, lads, stack it off to a fairly decent start. Um, we'll be back next week uh, reviewing all the first week's action of La Liga. But I have to say, Emma, thanks very much for coming on. Tell the people where you can be found. Just your Twitter uh, handle, though. You're welcome. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Garcia. Make sure you follow Emma. Damn! Yes, mate. For my e- uh, Twitter email address, yeah. Uh, Twitter at DowellBFC. Go on, Daryl. Um, I'm at Lord Moloch. That's ending in O C H. Make sure you follow at Sound in the League and check us out soon. We will have a YouTube channel, Facebook, and all that other type of stuff. Anyways, I will talk to you all next week. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my.